Hey, y'all, what's up? This is Teddy B. And this is Jerry Corley. And you're listening to Contrast Comedy, the black and white of comedy, y'all. Yes. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. All right. this like kids nowadays especially these kids that are like my my two my two littlest like so my five-year-old and my almost eight-year-old they got it made man they got it made like my my middle child on what was it thursday yeah thursday he leaves his shoes he likes to leave his shoes in the middle of the house and then in the morning time he always has issues trying to find his shoes and then kind of end up being late. So I'm like trying to fix this stuff. So I'm like, yo, bro, we got a box where we put all the shoes at. What? Your shoes are left right here. I need you to pick up your shoes and go put them in a basket. But dad, I'll know where they're at. Okay, I'll give you that. But knowing how we are, you might think you left them there. Then someone's going to kick them around or something like that. So go ahead and put them back in, put them in the basket. But dad, I know. And I'm like, dude, why are you talking back to me? Like, why are you talking back to me? Like, I'm like, man, I wish there was a time machine so you could go back in time and you could live in like the 80s and 90s and see how it was. Like, see how it was. Like, you be with my mom and have the audacity to say the things that you say to me, bro. Yeah. It was like, there's no why. But the thing the thing is, we've evolved, too. It's like when kids learn why, it's a better way to teach them. Right? I do so agree. Like, but back in the day, man, my parents would be like, you know, why? Because I said so. Yeah. And that was it. And it's like, and then the belt would come off and you go, okay. Right. And that's yeah. it. But it's like now these days, like with my kids, like sort of thing. Let me let me explain something to you. If you take your shoes off, what you should what should you do right now? Right now, have you I said, how many times have you left something somewhere and you forget where it is? And it's like lots of times, you know, right. But if did you know this is how the brain works? If you if you take something like if I come out and I take this glass of water. And I go, oh, I better go to the bathroom before I take this glass of water and bring it into my office. So I put it in a place. I never usually set it. And I go into the bathroom, wash my hands, come out, and I go back into my office. I'm like, where's my water? Where's my water? And for the life of me, I can't figure out why, because I didn't take a moment, because I was thinking bathroom, office. I wasn't thinking I'm it putting the, the glass of water on the counter next to the next to the den television. Yep. And it's like, I wasn't saying that. So when I was thinking office, bathroom. So I go to go to the bathroom, come out, wash my hands, go to the office. Now I don't know because I didn't consciously tell myself this. So but every time we set something down, we have to consciously tell ourselves where we put it. Otherwise, we'll forget where we put it, especially if you put it in a place we're not used to putting. Or we can take it and put it in a specific place every time. And it's always there. Yes. Like, that's enough of the lecture. When you take your shoes off, put them in the basket. If you don't, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing about it is this. I wish it was that easy. It's like, it's like, like, uh, and it's like, but that, and then you pull pull off the belt. (laughs) Okay. But so I wish it was that easy though. But he goes, he goes, he (laughs) he continues to be like, ah, and then he falls to the ground. Like, ah. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. I got to put the shoes away. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing right now? 
what are you doing right now? You're, you're just doing this to try to rile me up. You're just doing this to try to rile me up. If you really want me to start yelling at you, dude, just keep on. Keep on. Okay. And <laughs> I got to turn this into a joke. But because my kids are half white, they think when I say keep on doing that, that I actually want them to keep on doing that. Oh, that's funny. Because yeah. my yeah. mom would be like, hey, keep on doing that. I know from the tone of the voice and because I ain't going to try to play games that I'm not going to do that. But he keeps that's on funny. doing it. I like it. I like that. <laughs> and then that's keeps a- it. Kingston comes into play and then he's just like, oh yeah, yeah. You know what? Kingston, just leave him alone. Just leave him alone because he is a flopper. Like how they they kind of finally fixed that in the NBA now that if you flop, you'll get a technical. We need to start calling technicals <laughs> on Kaiser because he flops. So Kingston happens to walk by him and he he hits, he kind of brushes into Kaiser. Kaiser's like, ah. Oh, he hit me. Oh, oh. And I'm like, Kingston, dude, just go in your room. Just go in your room. And just, I'll just deal with this because I know what it's like. I have a little sister. So I'm all like, he's just, he's on the floor now. Kaiser's on the floor still. And I'm like, dude, just get up, take the shoes, go put them in the basket. Just get up, take the shoes. <laughs> Somehow, someway, Kingston's back in here. I guess he never went into the room. And then he starts walking by. And as he's walking by, uh Kaiser moves his hand a little bit and Kingston tries to dodge it but steps on his hand and oh, your Kingston hurt me I'm just like oh, yeah man oh, <laughs> and shit. then finally finally he's not, I I just lost it it's like dude just get up and get the shoes and I'm like, bro, no, you weren't. You were just sitting there. And Kingston's like, yeah, dude, you were just. I'm like, Kingston, I don't need you right now. <laughs> <laughs> and there's Koda sitting on the couches watching YouTube and stuff. And then and then Cindy shows up, and then he's all like, Dad hurt my feelings. And then me and Kingston just look at each other like. What and Kingston's like, no, that's not what happened. And I'm like, Kingston, just let it go, just let it go. And then Kaiser says something, and I'm just, I like, no, and then I start arguing with him again. And said, he's like, yo, just get out. Why are you arguing with a seven year old? Like, again, like, why is it? And I think a lot of it too has a lot to deal with the fact that I never got the. I never got to mouth off to my parents. So why is it that my kids get to mouth off to me? Like, where's my motherfucking respect? She married a white woman. (laughs) For real, dog. For real. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's funny, dude. That could be the whole bit. The whole bit could be like, why it was wrong for me to marry a white woman. (laughs) Especially one that's not like, not even like, not even like culture adjacent, like not even cultural adjacent, where you like know somewhat of the culture. Like, nah, man, she just knows like the top 40. (laughs) (laughs) Like anything in the early 2000s, that's her. But it's just like, come on, man. And it's just, and I get it too. Like, no kid deserves to be beat. Like, I never really deserved to be beat with the coaxial cable cord. I never really deserved to be told either get your ass beat or you stand outside naked and wait until your dad comes home and your dad doesn't come home till 10 p.m. So there you are standing on the front porch cupping your balls, 
hoping none of your friends yeah, are walking down the street. See, that, that, that shit was happened back, to me. You know, back in the day, that was discipline. Today, it's called child abuse. Right. Right. Neglect. Child neglect. <laughs> neglect. For real, for real. Right. right. And even back then, it could have been like viewed as... <laughs> Stand outside naked. <laughs> but it was like, I was tired of getting like, my, I was tired of getting my ass whooped and I didn't think she was really going to make me do it. And she's all like, get to stepping. And I was like, damn, okay. Yeah. And then my dad shows up and he's just like, what the f? Get in Why the house. are you naked? Get in the house. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's mm. funny shit, man. And then that's I a did story something... that needs to go in. That's like that's something to talk yeah, about. There's definitely so talk. And then I did something else that because he was just Kaiser was just going crazy. So I was just like, "Yo, you know what, man? You know what? I I, I, I'm, I said I never was gonna do this, but I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna curse you just like my mom cursed me." And I'm all like, "I hope your kids are as bad or as worse than you are." Because my mom used to say that to me. And it's, so I, I call her out on that. No, no, baby, I never said that. I never I'm like, Mom, you said that. Yeah, I did say that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was telling my mom about the time she slammed my hand in the car door. And she says, yeah, I guess it would have been better if I just spanked you. No, I'm kidding. That never I'm about happened. to say, like, bro, <laughs> man, I thought you guys were like the loving family over there, yeah, dude. it's like... <laughs> Pretty sure the most you ever got was Jerry. Don't do that. No, I got spanked early on, especially like like with the hand. My, did you get? Did no, you actually man. get? You got. My dad weapons? had the belt. Ooh, the, my dad had the belt. Okay. My mom had the switch, and she had the Hot Wheels tracks. <laughs> was that a joke? No, you really got it. hit with the Hot Wheels track. Yeah, damn, yeah. bro. Yeah, Ugh. but then you know it. it but they were always followed up with an explanation. Yeah. Right. So it was always. And I think the explanation was and what I realized in analyzing that that, and analyzing the whole thing that um, with my kids. It was for me, I said, you know, I was it upset me more when they said you disappointed me than the spankings ever. Yeah, I got Kingston with that one time. So when I said, wow, you really disappointed me, uh, I was like that. You know, and I know you could do better. It's always like, you know, there's always that positive thing. It's like one of the things I never did, too, is like uh, the cursing thing. Mm. It's like, boy, I hope your children behave the way you're behaving so that you get to see what this is like rather than you're worse than them or yeah, casting those yeah, aspersions. I try yeah. to, well, I read this book like uh, about, you know, kids and stuff. It was in, and sometimes like the punishments are important sometimes because kids have to learn. They have to suffer, meaning yes. they've got to go through the pain of not getting what they want so they can realize where the reward is and things like that without, you know, without beating them and shit. Like and the other thing was a lot of times, like when the kids aren't getting along, I would be the one of the things they say to do is like you say to them, I'm sure you'll figure out a solution. Because they go, Mom, Dad, this is da, 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 da. and I'd be like, Keith, stop doing that to your brother. And I'd instead be like, You'll figure out a solution. And Keith, I want to talk to you later. Keith would go, He was the older one. He'd go, That's, Yeah. Uh oh. But it's like, <laughs> You figure out a solution. And I said, Your job as the older brother is to protect your younger brother, not to beat him up. 
not to rough him up, not to yeah. take your size advantage over him. It's like, that's a bully. And I said, and I do not like when people are bullies. You know what I do to bullies when I see them on the street? They say, Let's just say the bullies don't live there anymore. Dad, do you kill bullies? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just don't. I mean, I've got a thing with bullies because I was bullied when I was yeah. younger. I was a bullied on the bus, and um, and it's like, and I don't like that. I really, really don't like that. So I don't need you to be a bully. I need you to be a bigger brother. Yeah, you know, and, and be like, and he'd get it. Sometimes that's all I needed to do, you know. And they would behave like that, but you know, um, the the way their mother raised them and the way that I raised them were a little different. She was a lot harsher than I was. You know, she'd be like, you need to do this now or you're never going to have a career. And I'd be like, oh, no, yes, man, yeah. you got to find what you love to do. That's what the, that's the joy of life. Yes. Is finding what you love, you know, to get this thing once. That's right. I said, I remember my, my writing partner, Rob, who has always got along with the kids. He's very funny and, and funny and spontaneous. And they loved Rob, you know, his spontaneity. I remember her, him explaining to Katie about your father, you know, when she was like, he's, you know, he's always on the road. He's never around that sort of thing. It's like, it's like, but think about that. He said, do you, what do you want to do? He said, you know, your dad actually chased his dream. It's like, you know how many, how many, what the, the percentage of the population of people that actually chase their dream and do it? It's like, it's this small. Mm -hmm. It's like, imagine being, you know, you doing that and being able to do that, you know? So, uh, so anyway, that was in the, so Katie kind of had a little different, but she still has resentment because her mother planted it in her head, you know? But it happens, pal. Man, it have and, and being, you know, being, and I have to live with that. Those choices, and I. So when I listen to rock stars interviews and shit like that, then how they talk about how they had to be away during important events because they were on the road or they were touring, you know. And it was like that's just the nature of the it's business. The nature we're of the in. beats, man. That's the trade. That's the trade off that you do to for what you get, man. The sacrifice yeah. of being yeah. on the road. People got to understand like, that. Yeah, I remember being place. on the road and I was trying to get back from my daughter's uh, uh, ballet recital mm -mm. and I was on the I-5 and a fucking fuel truck turned over and they shut down the I-5. So I was six hours late. Ugh, that sucks, and bro. I told uh, my wife that I'm on the freeway and the fr and the. Uh, and a fuel truck turned over, and um, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. She thought I was at my parents' house, which was only like 10 miles away. And so she was like, oh, really? Just like, oh, six hours late because, you know, a fuel truck, you could have made it. And I'm like, where the fuck did you think I was? And But she already whined and complained to her husband and in front of katie and all that stuff uh, so she overheard the story and it was like she didn't know that i was actually up in redding california of all places eight out you know wherever it was it was somewhere it was up in the i-5 way up yeah north. and she You're thought i was Shasta. like just in the valley and she was and the recital was in thousand oaks that sucks bro yeah man that sort of thing and that stuck with her for the rest of her fucking life katie yeah, and Ugh. she never forgave me for that. Ah, so because her mother planted it. Ah, you know she didn't. You don't have to do that. Well, I say something like, "Well, you know, mom can't be there. Mom's not up, not going to make my." But when mom missed their 
her running uh you know matches and meets and her track meets and shit like that and i was there i never got that like well you're here and she's not sort of so that's earned you respect no never it was always like i missed that recital yeah. and that was held against me forever you know <laughs> but uh you know that's just the stuff you deal with it's always, man. Uh, it's always that one thing and it's like I wonder what my point, boys are gonna say and if, it, and if a certain point when you reach a certain age <laughs> and you haven't resolved that that's on you <laughs> you know for real like i saw oh. this i saw this article that said that there's been a study shows that scream or yelling not not screaming yelling at your kids is just as worse as physical and sexual abuse and i was like what you, you like you literally can't do anything to these kids nowadays you can't know what you know what i found is like what i found that works that has worked for me is like acting like the dude like like the big lebowski <laughs> be like um hey, it's be cool. like uh can you come in here i'll be sitting with my dad i go can you come in here i go so tell me what's going on with you today what's happening what do you mean well you seem to be short-tempered what's happening is there something i can help you with um no then okay so why the short temper why are you yelling and getting upset at shit something's going on and all of a sudden they start to explain it i said oh, you don't have to yell about it you just have to tell me about it let's see if we can find a solution and then they're like oh that was weird like you know with you know yeah. katie like when katie went to the prom it was like i remember her mom calling me I, katie's missing i said what do you mean she's missing well, she was supposed to be home, and she, I told her she's grounded. I told you, you know, go home. You need to stay home because you're grounded. And it's like, uh, and uh, she's not there. And I came home, and she's not there. I came home from work, and she's not there. Yeah. And I go, where do you think she is? I don't know. She's missing. Teenager, yeah, it was prom. And I go, um, and I called uh, their, uh, I called the kids, uh, boys, and I said, do you have an idea where Katie might be? And Chris was, well, tonight is prom. And I called his mom, her mom back, and their mom back, and I go. Uh, you know, tonight is prom, right? Well, she, I told her she can't go to the prom with that boy. I go, but that's her job now. You realize that her job is to, it's against so all odds, go to the prom with the boy. And now she's going to get so fixated on the plan that she makes to be able to go to the prom with the boy that that's going to be the most, that's going to occupy all of her brain, the excitement of finding a way to do it. And <laughs> Getting away with it. That and then dopamine able to rush have that of, story oh my to tell. God, yeah. yeah. And then I'll deal with the consequences later. Or yeah. my mom won't find out because I'll tell her I went over to so-and-so's house. Right. And <laughs> right. And hoping that you won't call and double check. Right. <laughs> so she goes, oh, she's in big trouble when she gets home. Uh, I don't. You don't know. You don't have to think about it that way. Just sit down and talk to her. I know what you're trying to do because I did the very same thing. You know, your job is to try to figure out where your independence is. Yeah. You know, but when I say don't go to prom with this boy because I think the boy is bad for you, you know, there's a reason for that. The reason we're you telling know? you this. <laughs> I remember talking to Katie and she goes, well, you know, anyway, mom doesn't want me to see Tim. And uh, I go, Tim's the guy going in the Marines, right? And she goes, yeah. I said, well, you know, well, you know, he's in my church. And I said, well, you know, Tim's only goal right now is to fuck you. <laughs> she goes, dad. 
I said, do you want me to beat around the bush like your mother? <laughs> or do you want me to tell you <laughs> tell what's you going like on? It is, right? she goes, He's a Christian. I said, that don't mean anything. Katie, I was in high school. And I'll tell you what, you want to know a secret? I never, fu- I never fucked an atheist. <laughs> I never fucked an atheist. And she goes, Dad. Uh, I go, do you want honesty, or do you want me to, Ugh. you know, to dress it up? I'm going to tell you the exact truth. This is what's going on. Tim wants to fuck you before he goes to the Marines, and he sees you. As his best option. Uh-huh. You know what that means? He sees you as the person who's loose enough to do it to. I said, that's what's going on right now in his head. And I don't believe that. And that would be, it's going to be a surprise to him. But the night's going to come and he's going to want to do it. So do you want to discuss getting some birth control? Or do you want to not go out with him? If you're not ready, you're not ready. But if you feel like it, you're not going to come and ask me first. Oh, Dad, can we set up birth control? But if you are, let's get that taken care of so you don't have to ask me in that situation. Because when you make that decision, that decision is going to be made like that. Yeah. It's not going to be made. Hold on. Let me call my dad. Get consent. <laughs> make sure I can get the birth control. And she starts laughing. <laughs> And now we're having a real conversation yeah. about this. Uh, I said, the only reason I have this conversation is because I care about you. I love you. I don't want you to get in that situation where you're like, now you're in a tight situation. You don't know what to do. You know what to do because you've already discussed it with your dad. So mom would kill me if I did that. Well, that's your mom. We don't have yeah. to tell your mom. Right. It's like, and I'll tell your mom I had this discussion with you so she can yell at me and not you. You know? So yeah. it'd be like, uh, I said, because the idea is, the the because the truth is that's why I'm giving you the truth because the real truth is when it comes down to it you're not going to call me and ask my consent it's going to happen you're just going to do it because that's how human behavior is and as then she was like oh now she's having the conversation that's resolved she finally decided Tim I'm not going to the prom with you you you're at another place in your life you have other things that I'm not ready for done you know or if you are ready for him just make sure you're protected (laughs) she says okay okay no thanks dad she's still got to process it there's too much shit for her to process unsung heroes man we're unsung heroes yeah that's it and it's like you know (laughs) fuck (laughs) but the whole thing is this though dude is like that report it's it misconstrues everything because i I know for me, I am a parent that's a yeller, but it's not like I just don't wake up in the morning all of a sudden yelling at my kids. Like I get my jollies off yelling at my kids. I say the shit once and I say it in a nice manner. And there's ain't nothing happens. Say it again, a little bit more tone in my voice. Nothing happens. It's like, yo, what the bother, you know? Well, I think what you did, like, uh, for example, you don't need to yell, right? It's like, right. Um, you could just be like Teddy B, the cool Teddy B, which is like, uh, you want a waffle? Uh, it's like, yeah, I want a waffle. Yeah, you, okay, now you realize that I'm offering you the waffle, you know, and it's like, um, and it's like, and so that's the choice you made, right? So it's like, um, but I want a big burger now. Well, it's too late. You were watching TV. It's the waffle or no waffle. We got to get to school. It's like, oh, I don't want to eat the waffle. Don't eat the waffle then. Let's go to school. Well, I'm hungry. You had the choice. Get in the car. We'll go to school. That's it. Yeah. And you never have to raise your voice because it's like it's like what was the thing? It's like uh, um, 
state your plan, take action. That's it. And once you get the reputation of you make your case, then if they still don't do it, you take action, which is like, that's it. And it's like, you just, you laid out the plan. Yeah. Right. They laid out the plan. You, there's no deviating from the plan. Now they know dad doesn't fuck around and then finally bend over and say, okay, here's, here's the the deal. Yeah. You know? And it's like, if there was no pressure of school and school starts now, you would have been like, all right, whatever. I'll refreeze this waffle. I'll give you the fucking big burger because there's no, we're not on a time crunch here. And then you explain it to them later, you know, why you made that decision. And then they go, Oh, now they understand it more. And the more readily ready to accept your decision because it's based in some kind of logic. But remember kids don't have a full frontal cortex until they're like 26. Yeah. 25, 26. So it's it's like, um, you know, they're not, their ability for beginning complex thought happens about from 14 on. So it's like, uh, so you know, that's why judges don't ask the kids who they want to live with in a divorce situation until they're 14. They give them that opportunity to. Yeah, because it's all emotional. logical case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like, shit, there's so much. So and we don't even get a fucking sheet of paper, right? We don't even get a sheet of paper that says anything that says here are the rules. Right. No, right. you just you just learn from other television movies and the shit your parents did. <laughs> so I was like, um, one of my uh, one of my students was had had their um, their um, uh, their landlord uh, uh, try to put pressure on them, some f- fucking bullshit, illegal uh, move. And I was like, and I was like, wait, you're in this area. So I had to, I printed this thing out. This like Los Angeles Housing Department um, renters protection notice. So I was like, and I was going over this with her last night. Hmm. Just like, no, that motherfucker's trying to trying to trying to you. trying to get her out of the rules. Like he has to live by the rules because he's he's a he's a he's a landlord in this area, and you're rent controlled. He can't raise your rent. Oh, yeah. So she just sent him a letter, and he's pissed off, but he can't do shit because <laughs> now he's like, where did you get this information? Do my research. He's, he, so. They're all betting on the fact that that people don't do this. They're not going to do research. And the fact of the matter is, I go, he was supposed to give this to you. <laughs> That's the law. They were all notified that they had to give that to you. So and she was like, oh, I didn't. But people are stupid, too. People don't pay attention. They don't look up their shit. They don't they don't look at check their rights. You know, 98 percent of traffic tickets can be fought in one. But 2% people fight their traffic tickets. They just go with and it. And the traffic ticket is given under, you know. Erroneously sometimes. Given erroneously or illegally. Like my brother was cited. He was on the on a 101 and he got a ticket. And he got the cop pulls him over. He said, well, the airplane got you. I said, the airplane got you, huh? So he goes, he goes, yeah. I said, you know, that's, I said, that's illegal. He goes, well, they wouldn't do it if it was illegal. I go, you want to make a bet? Because. Definition of a speed trap. And I said, did you ask him how it worked? He says, yes. He said, there are markings on there. You ever see those markings that are on there? Like they actually have the little line and there's a number or whatever. I said, yeah, those are markings placed a mile apart so they can time the time it takes you to travel between those two markings. If you're anywhere less than 60 seconds in that mile, guess what? You're going at least over 60. So they time it. They do a calculation. They determine based on time and fixed markings how Mm -hmm. fast you're traveling. That by definition, by the definition of a speed trap in the vehicle code, 
Speed traps are illegal. Illegal evidence cannot be submitted in a in a in a court case. <laughs> evidence seized illegally cannot be submitted in a court case. That's moot. They have no evidence that you were speeding. That's dope. They have to dismiss the case. That's I said, and dope. we can file this by letter. By uh, uh, so I can I can just basically write a letter, state the case uh. by letter, and have them dismiss it by letter. We don't have to make an appearance. <laughs> Bro, that's so dope. he was like, and we he had it dismissed. That's dope. Like, which it, most people don't know the basics of the laws. So they, they fucking people, they use the airplane all the time. They use speed traps to secure evidence and they know it. <laughs> but you got to be able to say to the judge and then if the judge says, uh, yes, well, we're still going to, you still need to go to court. And it's like, okay, well, let's go to court. You go to court and then you use the, you, you use the law in the court that says you cannot submit evidence that was seized illegally. If you do, then I'm applying for a mistrial because this is like and we'll take it to an appellate court. And now there has to be a fucking jury. And now you're going to have to spend all this money for a fucking jury (laughs) trial for a fucking infraction. That's why they call them infractions. It's not a misdemeanor. It's not a felony. It's an infraction. An infraction doesn't have a jury. Ah. That for a reason, because most traffic tickets, moving violations are simply revenue enhancement measures. Yeah. How'd you learn all this, man? How's that for some information to go on a fucking podcast? Right. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Now, How'd it doesn't work with this? all states. Um, I used to teach comedy. Traffic oh, yeah. You school. did the traffic school stuff. Duh. And part yeah. of my part of the fun for me was uh, at night when I was having a hard time going to sleep, I would read the vehicle code. <laughs> and while I was reading the vehicle code, I learned all this. Then I said, well, wait a second. If speed trap is illegal. <laughs> then I looked up evidentiary procedure and you can't submit Ill evidence that is uh, that is uh, that is gathered illegally. That's not allowable. And you mm. but you got to say that in the court, you know. So also, you want to hear something else? What up? Under the Constitution, you don't need a driver's license to travel. And that includes motor vehicles. Yeah, now, there's a difference between the definition of driving and traveling. Traveling is for recreation and, and have you know, uh, but driving is commercial technically. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so, for example, if you when you sign your license for your license in the state of California, you're signing away your constitutional rights to freedom of travel without encumbrances. And so and there are actually there's actually case law that supports that. So they can't say you can't drive without a license. You can say that's my constitutional right to travel without encumbrances. Yo, I had I saw this dude do that on a video. It was a black dude. And I thought he was just like doing some. But that you do. That's what's up. That's yeah, cool. Man. <laughs> yeah, so it's like knowing some of that like I stuff. I know my stuff. Like, and the cops are like, no, that's not, you need a driver's license. Like, no, cops aren't legal. They're not law- lawyers. That's why they freak out if you tell them you're a lawyer, you know? And it's like, um, because they're like, now they know they're way over their head because they weren't trained in the law. They were just trained to do what they were told. Protect property. You know? And it's like, now they pull you over and shit and they got the gun and the billy club and their mace yeah. and their- Fucking shit. Yeah, turn on your webcam. So we want to capture this so you can send this lesson to all your other fellow officers. <laughs> no. ah. Ah. In my glove compartment, I have an affidavit of truth. 
what's that? Here, take this and show it to your show it to your uh, to show it to the watch commander. And then they're like, "What? I got pulled over by my son because I was showing him basically that you don't need a license to drive in the state of California. And uh-huh. so when my license expired, I let it expire. And we got pulled over coming back from McDonald's Ooh, for expired uh, registration. That's that white privilege right there. <laughs> and the, the lady comes up to the car. She goes, "You know why I pulled you over?" I said. Um, no, ma'am. She goes, uh, because you have an expired registration. I said, are you familiar with an affidavit of truth? She goes, what's that? I said, I'm going to reach in the glove box and pull it out. It's a piece of paper. And you'll have to, you'll need to call your watch commander and have a discussion with him or have a supervisor come. And she goes, okay. And I said, so here it is. And what that says is I'm a free man and I'm not obligated under the laws of the state of California that limit my constitutional rights, to the freedom of travel without encumbrances. So that is a guaranteed yeah, right to me dude, under the Constitution, which is the supreme law of the land. No state can override the Constitution with their laws. So and I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just and I know it's nobody taught you about this or nobody told you about this. You know, cops are not trained under this information. So just, you know, take as much time as you need and um, I'll wait. She goes, OK, sir. One second. It's going to be more than a second. <laughs> Five minutes goes by or 10 minutes. She comes back and she goes, you're free to go, sir. And I go, yes, I am. Damn, son, that's dope. Yeah. And my son was like, what the hell was that, dad? Did you have to and apply I, for so? How'd you get this, dude? Well, you look it up. You look it up on it aff- affidavit of truth. And it's basically you submit it, right? You send it in and you let people of the state of California know that you are now registered, basically imply of saying you are stating that you are a freeman, meaning you don't you're not subject to the laws of the states. You are subject only to the law, the constitution of the United States. So it's like, yeah, yeah, man. So it's like one of those things that most people don't know. Nobody, dude. It's like we are ignorant as to what's happening. We are in the law. very, very ignorant. What the yeah, hell, we are, man? We don't know. To, and so still, so much stuff lemmings. I don't know. We we're are a totally a bunch of lemmings, man. Fuck. So, and you know who originally told me this? What? George Carlin. Really? Yeah. Ah. He mentioned something about it. I go, what was that thing about the truth? You, the affidavit of truth, and it's not a guy named David. <laughs> affidavit it's spelled affidavit. with a t at the end yeah <laughs> i was like oh shit and i looked it up man there's so much information there oh that's gonna be a deep dive i'm gonna have to do yeah man that's cool man so you still don't have a driver's license or you were like no finally, i, I have i have one i've got one now you got the real california one now too yeah. huh because yeah, i got the travel. real id because <laughs> they I got, got the real you eventually ID. they got you <laughs> Because you can't rent a car. You can't do shit now without it. You can't even yeah. travel. You have to either have your pass. But like, no. I have a state ID, right? Yeah. I had a state ID. I applied for the state ID, but I didn't have to have a driver's license. Mm. And it's like, um, and it's like, uh, so um, they gave me a state ID, and it's the real ID because you need that to get on a plane, right? Yeah, you need so that now. Like, um, so. And I, you know, got the passport and that sort of thing. But technically, I wouldn't even need a state ID. I just need a passport, right? But um, makes things simpler if you have that state ID. And then, because uh, you know, I would carry around a passport every time they no, need yeah. to see my ID. I got to whip out my fucking passport. Like, it's annoying. <laughs> I hated those people at the bar. If you're listening to this at the podcast, or you're the type of person that walks around with your podcast or with your 
uh, passport, more power to you. But it would be like, come on, man. You don't got an ID. Like, you just can't show us your ID like anyone else. <laughs> got to look at the passport. And then some people don't even, they just give you the passport. Like, I'm supposed to know where the fuck your picture's at. And I'm looking through your passport. Oh, you've been here. You've been here. No, but just show it to me. So, and yeah. It'll be done. yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Yeah, man. So it's like, yeah, there's so much stuff, man. There's little tiny things. If we knew about it. Um, but they don't like, want us knowing about it. They want to keep us like this. And that's yeah, sometimes, totally they do. Sometimes I do get like because there's ah, there's a lot of these chicken littles, especially on TikTok, where like people just be. And I think a lot of them just do it because they want to get the like I said before, we're in a trauma economy and trauma sales and uh, conspiracy theories selling all that stuff but people do a lot of this like oh the the u.s dollar is gonna uh collapse because bricks is coming and all this other stuff and it's just like instead of me going down this rabbit hole let me go go read and so see what the hell is really happening a, with bricks yeah dude there is a thing called stanbury stansbury press right uh-huh. stansbury stansbury research now it's Stansbury Research. Hold on. Is this the one? Uh, Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. So um, so look up Ray Rivera's friend, Porter, look up Porter Stansbury. Porter so Stansbury. often there's, a, there's ads that run about uh, the Stansberry Press, and they say that because of this, this is going to collapse and blah, 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 and they want you to sign up for their report. Mm-hmm. Now, there was a guy named Ray Rivera. There's a, it's a cold case, still hasn't been solved. And uh, he he was a Ray Rivera's friend. Um, Porter Stansberry basically runs this thing. And so this guy, Ray Rivera, came on as a, uh, came on as a um, uh, consultant and a writer for Stansberry Press. He needed the job. He had a young wife. Nice guy. He gets on there, starts noticing some shit's going down. Uh-huh. This guy falls out of a window in this hotel in, in Baltimore, crashes through this. And it's like, how did he get there? How did that happen? They try to reenact this whole thing. Yeah, There's just a hole in this, you know, um, in the in a in a in a in the ceiling, in the in the roof of this hotel. And it's like but it was like he would have to jump out. 30 feet in order to hit that hit that spot in the roof. Uh-huh. He might have been dropped from a helicopter or some shit, right? <laughs> Seriously, so, dude. This dude, so this dude dies, and they um, you know, and and, and so there's it's still an unsolved case. <laughs> oh my gosh. But it's like dealing with this Porter Stansbury with the Stansbury research, and it's like he, you know, dude was killed. Um fuck, he knew something. He was gonna he was gonna expose gonna this expose. guy's research as fraudulent. And he's, he's, you know, dead. So, uh, yeah, still missing today. So and, and but I remember seeing this this report show up on like CNN and shit like that. They'd state some wacky fucking conspiracy theory that, oh, because of the Obama administration, the, the economy is going to collapse. And it's like they've never been right. No, never. Have and yet been. people still subscribe to this shit. <laughs> you know, and people still give these other these people that are doing these videos. And that's the thing. It's the whole confirmation bias that keeps creating, keeps this monster going. Right. Mm-hmm. It's they make this type of stuff because people give them the likes. People are sharing this type of stuff. But so then it makes them think, oh, I should keep on doing this type of stuff. And it's like 
it's just doing a total disservice. Man. So like, like, in, like if we segue to the comedy thing, like yeah. one of the things I just did a blog post, right? I don't know. Yeah, it's about, yeah I read about that one with the making the blog, money. The blog post presented some data and the data was in dealing with corporate and doing like associations and organizations rather than just waiting for corporations and companies to call. There are a whole bunch of organizations that are making a lot of money and do a lot of events and spend like $116 billion a year in this kind of like organizations and associations going around, having conventions, having retreats all around the, you know, every single weekend somewhere in the U.S. And there's multiple. So you go to find these associations, you go to their website, you look at their calendar. Oh, they have something coming up in three months. What if I submit and and say, hey, uh, how about having a comedian MC this event or do your morning breakfast launch with a comedian? Have you thought about that? I just did this for, you know, uh, the association of uh, tow truck, the, the Northwest Regional Tow Truckers Association. And they had a very successful event. And here's the feedback I got back from it. And they're like, blah, 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 blah. Jerry is wonderful. What a great way to start off or kick off, kickstart our convention. Yeah. And then the and next thing you know, they reach back out to you. Yeah, how much? What's your fee? Here's my fee: three thousand. Simple, done. You know, would you like to put the deposit on a credit card? Done. Plus, I need airfare and travel. Done. All right, you're booked. Mm-hmm. Now that's just so that's. But you you find out who's got these who's got events coming up. You submit yourself, put your hat in the ring. Because a lot of times, one of the biggest things is they have they need an MC for an event, or they, you know. Uh, or they want to do a, a comedic kickstart, right? Or you can have a workshop if you're doing workshops on soft skills at this at these retreats. You offer a, a workshop of how to use humor in a in a business conversation. Oh, yeah. And then you could like you could yeah. book that for even more. That's a that's a five to ten thousand dollar gig, you know. And it's like, but you could see all of the work that's available. All you have to do is reach out to it. You know. Every one of those companies, in your mind, would like to have a comedian yeah. kick kickstart their event or do a dinner, do a dinner that has where multiple clients are involved. You know, oh, he, you're the you're if you have a good comedian doing a, a dinner event where you have like multiple clients at this dinner that you do business with, um, they're like, that's the best thing ever. There's a I did a gig for this guy who does uh, creates hardened steel for bulldozer buckets. Mm-hmm. That means the big buckets that scoop up stuff for yeah. gold mining companies. Wow. So we had this big dinner and the dinner has all these clients, including Caterpillar and Cushman and 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 gold mining outfits and all these people. Is this not a banquet store. hall or you guys? Like this is at a banquet in a uh, in a hotel. OK. Right. So they um, uh, and it's in it was in Elko, Nevada, which is a gold mining center of right, uh, the United States. So okay. it's like. So I go there to do this dinner, and afterwards, the feedback that the the guy, he and I were on the phone several times, so we built this kind of fun relationship. And so he was like, man, the feedback I got back, Jerry, was so terrific. People were like, this is the best one you had yet, and that comedian was such a good, nice touch. You know, you're the best. He's like, and it makes nice. – because you make me look like I'm magic. <laughs> and I was like, so what he's saying, you can just take that as a compliment and let it slip off, or you can yeah, or you can be that like as I need data and go, more. wait a second, this is what he's saying. He really feels this way. And that's the same dude that had Nickelback performing at his at the barbecue and asked me if I'd get up, how much would it cost for me to get up there and do 20 minutes? 
I said, what do you got in your pocket? And he pulls out 3,500 bucks. He hands hands it to me. And I was already there. Ah. You know? And so I get up on stage, do 20 minutes, and then the ba- the st- the manager of the band was there. He then asked me if I would go on the road with them for a few months on this on this tour. And I said, yeah. So I got that gig from that. Nice. And then the next day after that, they had a con- what they had. They had a trade show at the park where they all had these booths set up, all the different companies that were there. And so I go to this. I didn't have to. I just went there, went and said hello to people. Hey, you were the comedian last night. Hey, you were the comedian. They were giving me like all this hats and shit and all this, you know, swag yeah. from their companies. And then there were also business cards. Hey, we got a Christmas party. How much would it cost to get you over and do our thing? Nice. And next thing you know, you've got 10 more gigs That's- all paying two to three to five thousand yeah. dollars, right? That's cool. So it's like you got to think like an entrepreneur and the money's there. All you have to do is be able to work clean. You build a set and sometimes you come up with a theme, right? Sometimes like, you know, people want to know, how do you, how can I get gigs right now? You got, you got a clean set. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Look up your local rotary, find out if they're doing a luncheon, a business luncheon, then call the, uh, call the head of the, the person who's planned the event planner there for them, or their, you know, secretary or whoever, takes care of this, ask him if you can do 20 minutes at their luncheon event, free. Mm. Uh The only caveat is they don't tell anybody it's free because they're going to have all these business leaders there who own businesses that come for the event. Now you do 20 minutes, pick a theme. My theme was how to use humor to diffuse discourse. And all you do is do a couple of jokes about humor to diffuse discourse, show a couple of examples, then go into your act and they think the whole thing's about that. And then you do 20 minutes. They're having having a good time. They're laughing. Afterwards, they all come up to you, give you the business cards, and they start saying, hey, we got a golf tournament coming up. How much would it have? Well, tell me about something about the golf tournament. Well, the guy's grand prize of $100,000. They have money. Cha-ching, 5000 <laughs> right? I always ask you're doing it. You're using a sales technique that yes. you know already, yes. which is tell me something about it. Now you see what their needs are, and you fin- finesse good. your story to fit those needs. Yeah. And it's like that once you have that clean act that you can now maybe tweak with a couple of jokes or three jokes or five minutes of jokes, like Al Franken said, do five minutes about them, then do your act. They think the whole thing's about them. (laughs) Uh (laughs) So you can go to a rotary like meeting now and then probably book three to 10 gigs uh, all in corporate. And the corporate money is somewhere around, you know, 1500 yeah i wouldn't start anything less than 1500 otherwise to them they don't feel it's valuable right um, other lesson you said but i just say i say my fee is 5000 usually mm-hmm. in an event unless it's a hospital and they want me to do something like teaching doctors how to use humor 40000 then 40 grand <laughs> holy shit <laughs> That was the biggest lesson I learned in comedy was that we get emotional about money. Hospitals just fucking spend it. Yes. Yes. And then when I found out what that number was and I came back now, if they asked me to do it again today, it would be 60,000. Yeah. Cause of inflation. Inflation. I know you're charging me more. You motherfucker charged me $30 for two Tylenols. Yeah, man. It is crazy that they, uh, Freaking the, the big there's a strike now with all of everybody over at Kaiser. And then I get the I get the the email, the alert. 
uh, to know more about the Kaiser strike, click on it. It was like, click. The first thing they say is, we're disappointed that, you know, some of these people. It's like, well, yo, like, what's going on? Instead of saying that, be like, hey, we want to work with these people. We're going to try to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But no, we're just expect long wait times. Emergency rooms still going to be open. Pharmacy is still going to be open. Uh, these labs are all going to be closed, but we're going to have some trained staff and others. It's like, oh, I'm like, dang. Dang. So wait a second. You're going to have me give, you know, so right? if, if I need to give blood, <laughs> it's going to be taken by a scab, literal scab. <laughs> I give it a scab. <laughs> have it just give me a scab to fix this wound. <laughs> I just wait for it to scab over. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, it's like, and they always want to blame the worker. Yeah. It's like, well, what was your profit margin? Oh, they're making how much bank. more profit? How much more profit have you taken in over the last five years than five years ago? My insurance. How much of that has been pushed forward to your employees? Oh, none of it. None. You I asked have them, Kaiser, dude, and it you went didn't even last give them, year. Didn't even give them hazmat pay during the pandemic. For real, Kroger's gave them better pay. Holy shit, man. <laughs> Kroger had $9 billion of pure profit. Ugh. $9 billion of pure profit. And yeah, man, it's like, that's why I told you about that French vanilla ice cream, right? Yeah. I told you yes. that story. Yes. <laughs> it's like, and she's trying to like, I said, it says right here, 379. She goes, I don't know. That must have fallen. Fallen from where? And landed perfectly on the rail where the fr French vanilla, um, uh, Half gallon French vanilla dryers, half gallons is, is is happens to be three seventy nine or something like uh. that. Just fell right there, right? She goes, "Well, that's just you know, that's not the just not the real price." I go, "It is now." <laughs> so you got to say, you got to know. There's the law that says if you have a sticker price at the shelf and then you charge me different at the counter, guess what? You got to give me that item for free. That's a California state law. It's like you can't that's called a bait and switch or I can just get on the phone right now and call the California Consumer Protection Agency. They'll send somebody down. <laughs> they'll check your shit out. They'll go through your entire store with a microscope and then they then they'll fine you for each incident. Ten thousand dollars. <laughs> fuck around, man. Right. Yeah. Give me my fucking ice cream. But most people don't know this. They just pay. Yeah, we know? do. And I didn't want to I didn't want to pay because, you know, why? And I was like, why are you defending them? They made nine billion dollars in profit. And you see these fucking self checkout lines. That's to eliminate your job. Yeah. But it's not eliminating their job because I was at Walmart the other day and I was in line in the self checkout. And I'm like, why is there a line for self checkout? And the lady's all like, "Well, we have a new policy at Walmart where we need to have a cashier at the che the self checkout." And I'm like, "Well, that defeats the point of yeah. a self checkout." Only but they only need one for five self checkouts. <laughs> no, they need one for each the for there was a, a person at each one of the ones that they had open. What? Yeah, dog. And it was still slow. I was like, man, I went oh, over man. to the I went yeah. over to the regular register I got out before. <laughs> that's because all the dumb people going to Walmart, you go to the Target, they only have one for like five, yeah, right? That's how so yeah, it's usually that's the way it is there. at the Ralphs too. It's like <laughs> they have one person for yeah. five self checkouts. That's how it is at Albertsons. But no, nah, like, dude, Walmart yeah, is man. just like ugh, fucking Walmart. And then I was like, and this is me having just this weird conspiracy break because I know this isn't anything wrong with Walmart, but I'm like, I was going to go get some fruits and vegetables. But I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go to Walmart to go get my fruits and vegetables because it's Walmart. So it's like big corporate. So they're trying to be cheap to save money. So, you know, it's not going to be like really good, fresh vegetables. At least that's my thought. Cause I saw this video 
where this chick got chicken and she was washing her chicken and uh, soaked it in vinegar. And then it ended up just being all this like stringy looking chicken that she had bought from Walmart. So I was like, uh, and of yeah, course, I, I saw this video on TikTok. So, you know, yeah, so I was like, exactly, how real right? is it? Maybe if people just want to take down Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't even you even said that we got that chicken. That's uh, that's a uh, Pete yeah. that we got Petri dish chicken. So it could be that. See, it's like you don't need to fucking wash your chicken. You know, it's like you don't like And, and it's like I, you know, my friends, a lot of oh, black people my chicken. won't agree with that. I know, but that's the, see, that's a, that's, that's like, that's like CPT. It's very unique to the culture, right? Because washing right. chicken, even in a slow stream of water can cause G dangerous germs to splash from raw meat onto other surfaces. These germs can then get into other foods like lettuce that will not be cooked to kill germs before eating. Do not wash your chicken. Minnesota Department of Health. And it's like, uh, and the reason people wash it, somebody told them that, and they washed the chicken because it sounds right. If grandmama you cook, said it. If you cook your motherfucking chicken, guess what? It's not good. You killed all the germs. germs. You don't need to wash it. Like, I'm doing now Trump with the accordion. You could tell I'm lying because I'm playing the accordion. <laughs> right? So it's like, uh, but you're not supposed to wash your chicken before cooking. And it's like, and then wash it in fucking vinegar. <laughs> right? <laughs> what are you doing? If you cook your chicken past 100 and what, 100, I think it's 160, degrees, yeah, 160 degrees. Guess yeah. what? You're you killed good. all the germs. Maybe it just it, well, they want to they want to wash away the sins from the chicken. So they I don't know what it is, because I remember I have a friend. She goes, I wash my chicken. I go, don't wash the chicken. It's dumb. She goes, no, I saw it on a TikTok video. <laughs> I go, oh, that lady who does the Southern stuff, she's awesome. But you don't have to wash the wash chicken. The chicken. That's a, I said, that's an urban myth. Somebody that's been passed down. It's an urban yeah. myth. You don't have to wash your chicken. I got to wash my dick before we fuck. But you don't have to wash the chicken. <laughs> well, maybe it's because of like back in the slave days and stuff, they had to wash the chicken because. Uh... No, technically, you don't have to wash the chicken if you're cooking it. At the right degree, at the right temperature, you don't have to wash it. You know, uh, if you, it's going to kill everything. So it's like, but if you're not cooking it, so maybe that was the, maybe that was the, that was mm. the, maybe that was the precaution. Maybe the chicken sometimes, like if you barbecue chicken and you don't barbecue it properly, you can cook the outside too heavy and the inside doesn't cook. And so it's still pink and that. sometimes a little bloody. I've done that. You know, but still, if it's inside and pink, in, you're not washing it in there anyway. Water's not hitting that area. It's going to wash away shit. Yeah, yeah. So besides, what kills bacteria? Not just wa not water. Heat. It's like heat and and soap. You going to wash your chicken with soap? Ew. No, right? No. Ew. It's like, why do we wash our hands with soap for the virus? Because the, the, the soap breaks down the fatty lipid that surrounds the cell of the virus. Once that lipid is gone, that cell is vulnerable and will die. Right? So it's like... That, you know, you can't, but people, <laughs> we just learned something. Don't wash your chicken. Don't wash your chicken. No, wash Don't your dick. Wash, Don't wash, wash your chicken. Wash your genitals. Wash your hands. Don't <laughs> wash your chicken. Wash your giblets. Wash your giblets. So it's like, but if you're cooking it, like I said, like if you're cooking it, and it's like, and now I wanted to make sure I got some, I got a, a, a credential here because right, it's like, they'd be like, "What's this white man talking about here?" <laughs> but it's, where's your citation, sir? 
So it's like, uh, you know, a U.S. Department of Ag- Agriculture is being very woke with it. They were like, wash, washing raw po- poultry. Our science, your choice. <laughs> the best practice is to not wash your poultry, but it's your choice. Your, it's your choice. We yeah. get it. They've, they've learned now to frame that. They don't want to, like, you know, all these conspiracy theories. They're trying not they to have us wash our want, chicken. Yeah. Hey, man, they're trying not to have us wash their chicken. I know what they're doing. They're trying to kill us. They want to, they want to just brainwash us. They want you brainwash know? And that was a Southern voice. That wasn't a black voice, just so you know. I got you. People, people be like, what's Jerry doing? He's trying to do some – he thinks he's with Teddy B. He's trying to be all hip black, and shit. He can't do blackface, so he does black voice. <laughs> So and it, right, be some even on, and Andy. <laughs> on today.com, but it's true. Kill germs by cooking chicken thoroughly, not washing it. You shouldn't wash any poultry, meat, or eggs before cooking. They can all. Why would you wash germs. eggs when you crack them, or when you you wash an egg when it's I still? I have no idea. Still, washing it. Who's washing who's eggs? Washing you crack it egg? open. You put it in a dish and wash it. <laughs> all right, now we throw. I mean, I know you uh, to do like an egg, like an egg. Uh, a egg, a egg wash where you like kind of like where you want to make the eggs kind of little like when I do like meatloaf, right? I'll put a little water, I'll crack the eggs, put a little water in there and kind of whisk it oh, up. Yeah, that and fluffs then, it up. Yeah, and that type of stuff. Yeah. 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 Put a little water in your egg and, and whisk or it. And fluffs, put milk makes your, fluffs it makes up your scrambled that. eggs very yeah, fluffy. When you do when you do it with milk, it makes it really fluffy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't do I don't do dairy. I'm I do not egg. I dude, I think I'm lactose. I don't know if I shared this with I, you. I know I am. Yeah, I, I think I've become. And I didn't know that can happen. Like you can age into it. Age into it. Yep. I totally. aged into lactose, bro. I can't eat ice cream anymore. Here, man. You ready? Ready for this? Ready for this? Ready? What? I got a solution. Uh, Actually, it works. Huh? Um, take like a half a teaspoon of baking soda, four ounces of water. Spin that up. Drink that down. Four ounces of water. Uh-huh. Half a teaspoon of baking soda. Four ounces of water. Mix it up, drink that up. Now have your ice cream. Why, it's the they're... acid in the ice cream that fucks your stomach up. It's the acid in and the sugar, right? Ah. In the ice cream that fucks your stomach up. And ah. all that ah. shit. And then later and on in the bathroom. Off. But and hurt and pain, right? And bloating and fucking your <laughs> oh stomach blows up. You go, I know I'm yes. not this fat. What the right. hell? Right. <laughs> But if you do that half a teaspoon of baking soda and four ounces of water before, that's the alkaline. It takes and and the calcium will eliminate ah. the the acid, and then you're good. I've Ooh. done, but before you have the ice cream, I need to do that, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Man, you've been dropping gems today, dude. Man, motivational, today, motivational doc.com. It's on a motivational doc on YouTube. This guy's uh-huh. so good. Besides, he's got my haircut. Right, <laughs> it's like you got to check him out. He's really good. Dude, He's got a lot of gems, and but I, you know, and I know I suffer from that. Plus, I've read that before, uh-huh. and I know uh, I know I suffer from that. Like, I can't have. I, I love ice cream sometimes, right? especially like I make these great brownies, mm. like double chocolate brownies with chocolate chips in them. Man, they're so fucking good. Right? Some, like, but vanilla man, ice cream on it, little mm. vanilla ice cream. I'm done. I am gonna be like, <laughs> <All> right? <laughs> I just look at that stuff and I start farting. It's weird. <laughs> I just look at it, go, uh oh, my stomach. <laughs> my kids laugh. They go, Dad, don't even look at it. Your stomach is going to go, right? <laughs> but then I learned I did that half a teaspoon. But don't 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 do that shit too often, right? Because that too much like baking soda.
soda like every day. Uh, you do that too many times every day. It starts to fuck with your kidneys because you build up calcium. Right oh, now, yeah, yeah. it's basically it's called hyperacidosis, man. Like hyperacidosis. when we eat meat, eat uh, certain dairy, like dairy, meat, any any animal protein, uh-huh. you, it creates acid in your stomach. So how does the body neutralize the acid? Calcium. Where does the body get calcium from? Your kidneys get it from your bones. Mm. So, and it starts drawing calcium from your bones. So if you're like doing milk, guess what? It's not doing a body good. Milk doesn't do a body good. Milk causes osteoporosis. Uh, So it's just the science of it, Big cheese back in the 80s and 90s, man. Are you fucking kidding? You want to hear something? You You want to get in conspiracy theories? Cheese. Right. You look at the American Diabetes Association. Diabetes isn't caused by sugar. It's caused by, by fats, insulin, not able to get into the cells to neutralize the sugar. So the sugar stays in the blood. It doesn't go into the cells. It doesn't neutralize. Right. Because it can't get in because it's layered with fat and gook right yeah. in the cells that comes from animal byproducts, animal, uh, animal yes. proteins, meat, <laughs> poultry, dairy, cheese. All that shit gets in there, mucks, mucks up the works. So. But the American Diabetes Association is sponsored by cheese, cheese, <laughs> milk, milk. The American Dairy Association, the American the beef, you know, U.S. So it's like all they sponsor them, and so there. Then they you look at you look at you look at menu items, and it's got it. You got he's Teddy V's taking a phone call in the middle of the podcast. He's hoping it's not the school. Your son hasn't eaten all day. The cops are coming to your house. Gonna get you for, for, for real. I gotta go. Uh, uh, we'll pause. I gotta go get Coda. He's all right, all right, out. dude. Right, That's cool, man. <laughs> Run pause. Oh, I'll, just ta- I'll, ta- I'll talk about these conspiracy theories while we're while you're there. You know, all right, do it. I'll be back. I'll just fill the blanks, and we might be able to use this footage later. So it's actually true. Like if you go to the like American Diabetes Association webpage, you'll see they're sponsored by the Beef Council, by the American Dairy Association, by you know cheese, and it's like, uh, and it's like, so that's a problem because that's what that's what's causing the diabetes in the first place. It's not sugar. It's the fact that the cells in your body can't produce insulin or they can't process the insulin that your body's producing. So it stays, the sugar stays in the bloodstream. And that's, that creates, that's the diabetes problem, blood sugar, right? How much sugar is in your blood because it's not processing. Right. So um, then, so when, uh, so, and that's, if that's caused by eating all that stuff, in fact, the cheese, that's Let's even get to how bad it is. Right. So the American government, Years and years and years have been sponsoring, helping, assisting agriculture. USDA was founded out of that. Like, we're going to give money to them and help them, you know, help people eat more meat, help them eat more, you know, beef. It's what's for dinner, you know, uh, eggs and dairy and all that stuff. Uh, but let's get into the cheese. So they wanted people to to eat cheese, right? So they gave $12 million Let's say it again. They gave twelve million dollars to Domino's. So Domino's, you can look this. You can look this up. They gave twelve million dollars to Domino's so that Domino's hired a council, a group of a study group, a bunch of people whose sole job it was to figure out how to put more cheese in their pizzas. 
So that's where you came up with stuffed crust pizza. You came up with double cheese pizza. You came up with cheesy breads. All of that stuff was how to uh, have more cheese in their food so they can use more cheese, consume more cheese, buy more cheese. The cheese business is thriving while you are not. Cheese business is thriving while people are dying. So that's what the that's the deal. I know it's hard truth to swallow. You love your dominoes, but uh, and you love your cheese. I love cheese. I love pizza. Tonight's pizza night, by the way. Just so you know, it's Friday. Friday night at my house. It's pizza night. I make the pizza and I use cheese, but I don't stuff the crust with it. And I also um, and I can do pizza. Oh man, I love pizza, and that's one of the things is like you know. I think all in all, if you look at some of the oldest people in the world, they eat meat. Uh, Some of them drink, right? If you go to Russia, you meet a lot of these guys. When I was in Russia, met a lot of these guys who were like, even though their lifespan is about 72, whereas our lifespan in the United States, the average male lives to 78. Um, But in, uh, in Russia, you got some of the, you go to some all these smaller areas, you got these old guys that are at the fucking bar, a hundred years old. And they're doing like, um, you know, they're lifting up their, their fellow, they're lifting them up and it look, I can carry this guy. And it's like, how do you do, how do you, you're hundred. Right. And the dude is like, um, but they're, they're smoking filterless cigarettes and they're drinking vodka. And it's like, so. You know, and they and, you know, I think for them, it's like moderation, whatever it's um, it's like, what is the secret to youth? And I think the secret to youth is, uh, first of all, um, like having a young girlfriend. It's, <laughs> I think that's the that's the that's the secret to death. My friend is like a young girlfriend. You have a young girlfriend, man. That's going to be like it's like that'll drive you crazy. That'll make you nuts. She'll kill you. Just in her end level of energy. That's what I think. So anyway, let's go back to that answers the question. Should you wash your chicken? <laughs> Don't wash your chicken. It's not good. Like there's lots of people think you got to wash your chicken, but not good. What are you washing away? You're not washing away anything. When you cook it, you kill the germs, right? We wash our fruit because we're not cooking our fruit, you know, and and whether or not the fruit washing works is a big question to me, because when people spray pesticides, it gets into the root system and the and the water system and the, certainly the the plant root system and actually gets fed into the the plants themselves and the apples themselves because it's in the root system anyway. But uh, you know, it might be helpful if you washed it off the surface. But in essence, it's somewhere in the plant anyway. You're all getting a little bit of, of bacteria or uh, poison or pesticides in your fruit. That's why it's best to buy organic. And um, I try to buy organic whenever I can, even though it's more expensive, because the way I look at it is I can either pay more now. This money I'm spending on organic pales in comparison to what that Hospital bill is when I get diabetes or have a heart attack or get cancer. So for me, that's better to buy organic now. And I, like I said, I don't do it all the time. I'm not like a crazy organic 
guy. You know, I do my best. Man, I spent this entire time. Teddy B is back. I spent this entire time filibustering on all kinds of gems. Now, we were talking about cheese. I'll share it with you because I just shared it on the podcast. Cheese. Uh, you know the USDA or American Dairy Association or the Cheese <clears throat> Foundation, whatever they call themselves. Real cheese. You know that sign, real cheese? You ever see yeah, that? Yeah. So there's a, there's a committee that the, the cheese people, right? Let's call them the cheese people. They actually paid Domino's $12 million. You can look this up, by the way. $12 million just to have a study group to get together to figure out how to put more cheese in their pizzas. Ah! That's why you have a stuffed crust pizza. pizza. Double double cheese pizzas, cheesy breads, (laughs) cheesy buns, (laughs) cheesy twists, cheesy cheesies. Cheese it's curds. like so. There's twelve million dollars just to figure out how to put more cheese in the pizzas, so we can buy and consume more cheese, more cheese and get See? constipated. Hey, we'll give you twelve million dollars. <laughs> oh, great! We'll do that. Sure, it's free. Twelve million dollars. In the meantime, how much are they making on the back end when all that cheese base is being consumed? Yeah, man, <laughs> you can't even can't even trust science. Because of reason, you think people are doing research for good, but really they're just getting paid yeah. to do the research. So then it's getting just like, paid to feed you cheese. Oh my god! So gosh. we get disease. Man, it's like who can you like? Who can you listen to? <laughs> well, you gotta like. I had a I had a, I had a physics uh, <laughs> professor in high school and college say, um, put on the board the big dollar sign, and he says, if you ever have any questions about anything and why the government does anything, this is your answer. That's true, bro. Like it's you were all, saying on the other podcast, money, man. It's like we are a consumer driven economy. Seventy five, eighty percent of our economy in this country is driven through consumerism. So when you got all these conspiracy theorists saying they want to kill us with these vaccines. No, they don't. No, they don't. Because that's less people to buy shit. Right. This is a consumer driven economy. These pharmaceutical companies have a goal and they want to be the $60 billion a year in vaccinations alone by 2028. So it's like if they kill you, you can't buy. They're not going to get their vaccinations. Right. Exactly. So nobody (laughs) wants to kill you. That's ridiculous. I don't know if you saw this meme going around. They were like, uh, oh, you're going to get this emergency alert. On Wednesday, yeah, yeah. you know what that is? That's all 5G, man. You're going to be, they're hitting you with 5G and you're going to get the, <laughs> get the Monero virus or whatever fucking call it. It's like, you're going to get a virus from a fucking from alert alerts. on your phone. Do you not know how viruses work? It just goes to show you that's how they got us. They they can get us anyway. Viruses that show up off. on your computer don't show up, don't go into your bloodstream. That's no. not, there's a different virus, dude. <laughs> Totally different virus. But this is bro. the level of moron. Because that's what we right got, now. Man. Right We're now, I'm Plato's dealing cave. with. I'm dealing with somebody on who's got my late night course online, mm-hmm. and so they leave comments and stuff after they do a lesson and and shit, right? And there's like, and this one comment came by, and I and so I try to feedback and do you know make it interactive. Um, and this one per- person was like, um, I've been trying to, this has been very hard for me because I'm a right winger and I don't believe in any of that propaganda. I know the election was stolen. I ha- I've seen the evidence. I go, well, show it to me. Maybe you can put it on here and we can release it because of the 60 fucking courts that obviously said it didn't exist. 
no one's yet to bring their nobody their nobody said you know everybody was just said that they had the evidence even rudy giuliani giuliani was, said he was drunk the whole time they were like where's the evidence for the election fraud and what did giuliani say this is not a fraud case then why are you here because he knew if he said this is a fraud case and he didn't have the evidence he would have been sanctioned because there is an obligation of due diligence by lawyers that they have to follow, meaning they have to know the evidence they're presenting is legitimate evidence. Otherwise they could be sanctioned, disbarred, fined by the court. Which ended up happening to them anyways. So it happened anyway, because guess what? They didn't have any (laughs) evidence. evidence. So this person's going off saying, I know I have the evidence. I've seen the evidence. I was like, you haven't seen shit. Along with Hunter Biden's laptop. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, so I had to sort of explain to him. I said, look, when you're doing late night TV, when you're writing jokes, you have to ask yourself, who am I writing for? Mm-hmm. Who's the host? Who is the host's audience? What type of material do they do? It's like, and now maybe you're, maybe you're want to do right for Greg Gutfeld or I something. I was going to get ready to say that. I was going to give you right for Gutfeld. Get rid of Greg the Gutfeld doesn't pay his writers. So, <laughs> But Fox pays them? No, they do it for free. Wow. Yeah. They really I don't think like the guy. Nick, Nick DiPaolo is not getting paid. He's contributing. Or maybe he is getting paid per joke. I don't know. But oh, it's like not. Uh, but they only got a couple of contributing writers there. And it's like, but here's what. And you have to make sure your material is based in some sort of substance and some sort of truth. But if you think the whole thing is a lie, it's going to be really hard for you to write for late night TV. Late night TV happens to be mainstream. Left. Not on AON. You know, it's not on fucking Newsmax. Not on Newsmax. TV. That's what the program is. So you have to. But then they wrote another joke that was a three way buildup. I thought it was a good three way buildup, you know, and I was like, and then they went off again on this fucking conspiracy trope. But then they wrote this three-way buildup, which was good. And it ended in something like Epstein's, like it was a Seth Meyers joke. It's like, you know, and I had to, I had to, I, I had to have my phone because otherwise I wouldn't be able to remember my, um, <clears throat> my home address, my social security number or uh, the contact uh, or the, the, the girl I fucked on Epstein's Island, you know, and I go, that's funny. That's a good that's three-way buildup, especially yeah. because you ended with a brandable ending Epstein's Island. And it's like, good, keep working those angles, because even though it might not be my speed, you know, it's still a good joke. So keep doing the you're doing your work. Keep yeah. keep up the keep up the work, you know, and it's like because you'll find, you know, if you're going to write for the right wing, you know, who knows the way Bill Maher's going, he might <laughs> become a right wing comedian. And you know what happened to Dennis Miller when he became a right wing comedian? <laughs> who? Who? Exactly. Jim Brewer, too. Yeah, man. And Tim, Tim, the tool man, Taylor, he's a right wing comedian. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's always been, though. Who, tool? Yeah, that fool did coke and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember being in Vegas with Jeff Jenna, and I love Jeff Jenna. He's <laughs> one of the nicest guys in comedy. <laughs> Jeff um, <clears throat> was a headliner when I was a feature act. Uh-huh. Always so nice to me. And we were in Vegas. And we went to go see, we went to the MGM. I think we were going to see, um, uh, who was the comedian over there? Uh, he used to do a, uh, used to do a Harry Carey impression. Jeez. Um, and he was popular, so popular. He had a show for a little while. It didn't last. But um, John Campanera. So we went to go see John Campanera. 
And watching John Campanera taught me how to be fun, have fun on stage. Just have fun. Be giddy in the material you're doing and let it show because the audience, it's contagious, right? And the audience just starts to have fun too. So I watch Campanera work. I go, oh, shit. You mean I could have fun? And that really worked for me. And I watched that. Then afterwards, it was during Tyson's first fight Mm. when he got out of prison, when he fought fought a guy named Peter McNeely. I don't remember this fight. Yeah, I remember. It ended in 90 seconds. Yeah. And because it ended in 90 seconds, there was a lot of people in this crowd that were very pissed off. So at the MGM, and it was full. So you could barely walk in the in the MGM. And um, we saw Tim, uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor. Yeah. Jeff Jenner used to buy his Coke for him. <laughs> and Jeff was going, hey, Tim, what's going on? Hey, Tim, it's me, Jeff. He saw him, looked the other way, completely ignored him. Damn. Like, dude, that is cold. Damn. Right? So it was like, yeah, man, that's like, wow, that's not cool at all. <laughs> Allegedly used to buy his Coke for him. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, like, there's you don't really see a lot of like big. And I know that, yes, the the media might be leaning left and stuff like that. But I don't think they're really trying to like box out. Like if you're if you're funny, if you're funny, you're funny regardless. So there, but there's not really any right wings that are like funny, funny. You know what I mean? Because they're <laughs> always lean towards that. And I'm not a, I'm not even like a bleeding heart. Like I want, I there's some things that I want to hear, but it's just like some of it's just not funny. And it's it all boils down to truth, right? So at a certain point, the truth is just the truth, right? The truth is, you know, facts can be false, but truth is truth. Right. Like when water boils at 212 degrees Fahrenheit, 100 degrees Celsius, we know that that's the truth. If we're not aware of this. We're fucked. <laughs> Water freezes at zero degrees Celsius, 32 degrees Fahrenheit. So when you're driving your car and the road is wet and all of a sudden the temperature drops below 32 degrees, be fucking careful because that's ice. If you don't know these facts, guess what? You're going to be a lot of trouble. If you're like, oh, fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news. You fell off the cliff. What happened? I don't know. It was fake news. <laughs> Some sliding up across the freeway. <laughs> right. Fake news, fake news. There's right. No so it's so, black so, ice. at a certain point, you have to go with what the facts are. And the facts are based in science or the facts are based in the constitutional truth and the rules that have been set up for for eons if you're not willing to do that then go fucking check out and live (laughs) in an island that is nowhere associated with anybody else because otherwise you're not going to be able to function in society same thing with doing comedy if your comedy is not based in truth you run out of room because now you can't go if this is true what else is true according to you nothing is fucking true true. (laughs) it's all a lie (laughs) and it's all a lie so where are you going to go with this Right. You're not going to go anywhere because you can't build on that because you don't see what the truth is. There's got to be a truth, whether you and you got to learn to compartmentalize is what I told Mm -hmm. this person on the late night course. You got to compartmentalize your feelings versus the reality or the perception, because perception in real time comedy is everything. What do people know? They don't have we don't have time to go through an analysis and down the fucking wormhole for you to figure out <clears throat> what all all the possible conspiratorial angles are <laughs> while we're telling a joke. 
<laughs> the joke is happening now in real time. And these ideas have to connect based on what the perception is. Wait a minute. If we find out the truth is different later, guess what? People like Colbert and people yes. like Kimmel say, turns out I was wrong. If you've watched their shows, they say that. When yeah. is the last time Gutfeld says that? Oh, Never. No, watch Gutfeld. These guys are fucking living in a fake reality. <laughs> and they can't acknowledge their mistakes. Otherwise, their entire thing shatters. Tell of two cities. Tell but you watch. I've seen Colbert. I've seen Seth Meyers. And I've seen Kimmel. And Jimmy Kimmel. Turns out we were wrong. It's actually this. You know? Uh, so if they say something they knew they were wrong on. Mm -hmm. Otherwise... It doesn't hold any water and it can, and you can't continue down. You can't continue to do what you do if you're not living in any kind of basis of truth. It just doesn't hold water. It's not plausible anymore. And we don't buy it. We can't believe you. We can't trust you. Number one thing, Lorne Michaels says that an audience looks for in a comedian is confidence, confidence. We don't have confidence in you to tell us the right thing. Tell what? us something. You go, oh, really? In this day and age, though, they could have that little market of people that just think like them. So they're not they're Absolutely. not going to be a big, big comedian. But in this day and age, niches and hey, this comedian dude at least follows my conspiracies, too. And I think, right. you know, so. you know, Joe Rogan's show, you know, <laughs> oh. where he's like, I still want to go to his club, though. <laughs> I, yeah, right. That'd be I heard it's like I heard it's like the it's a comics dream. Yeah, that's what they say. It's like every comedian that I've seen, like they talk that talk about it, say, dude, this this freaking club is a comic stream. So I want to see. I want to. Yeah. Go down there. Check it out. The guy. <laughs> and it's not there are certain things about Rogan that I like and certain things about Rogan. I'm like, dude, that's not even. Well, I told you what happened with me and Rogan, right? <clears throat> no, you freaking kicked me out of his show. I had uh we were down in San Diego and I had gotten really drunk and um <laughs> oh the story's getting better every second. <laughs> I got really drunk and we were inside the thing and uh it was I, I guess I smoked a little too much weed too, I don't know. But I fell asleep and then I hear I hear he goes, Hey, that guy's sleeping? Get get that guy out of here. And I said, Well, man, if your jokes were funny, maybe I wouldn't be uh sleeping. And then he had the security grab me and get me out. Oh, that's fucking Fuck funny. That guy. And then and if you came back like that at me and I was on stage and you came back from a dead sleep with a funny comeback like that with an alliteration, if yeah. your jokes were funny, maybe maybe I wouldn't be a sleeping, you know, <laughs> I'd be like. All right. All right. You can, I'm going to give you another chance because that was a really good comeback, dude. Like if you could wake from a dead sleep and have a comeback, you, you deserve to stay. And the whole audience would cheer Yeah, because, you know, there, if it's at, if it's night thing of whether drinks or non drinks, there's times when people have carb crashes. People are, are like, um, and they'll say that carb crashes rather than car crash. Um, they're drinking, <clears throat> smoking weed, whatever. There's a lot of people drinking, doing their bedtime, uh, doing, doing, the drugs, late doing something late. They're out late. And sometimes you, you, and when you hit, get hit with that sleep drug, man, your brain's sleep drug, you watch people, you watch people after lunch, come back during a, doing a corporate. And because they had carbs at lunch, their eyes are rolling in the head and they're fighting, <laughs> trying to stay awake. <laughs> 
and you call them out on it, and they they have no power over that. They're gonna fall asleep for a second, but once they answer that call and snap back to, guess what? It's over. The carb crash goes away. Yeah. And usually you fight your way through that in 40, 45 minutes. If you're feeling that overwhelming desire just to take a nap, sometimes you just give yourself 45 minutes, go for a walk, whatever, eat an apple, right? It was like apples are better for you than coffee, brother. Just another tidbit. <laughs> really? That from the that from the dude from the YouTube? That's from the motivational doc, yeah. yeah. Whatever um, happened to the doctor's home book of or the doctor's book of home remedies? I have like, that too. Oh, I love was that, that book. by that one dude who's in jail? Huh? No, and that's called Natural Cures. I have that book too. There's but a he book was about like, a dude in jail. Yeah, he was so, like, it was about a guy who, uh, what? No, who's the who's the natural cure guy who's in jail? He had a book, natural cure guy. Natural cure. I've never even heard of that, but I love the doctor's book of home remedies, man. I used to. My mom had that book when I was a kid, and I would always read it because <laughs> I was a hypochondriac, but I also wanted to know what what I could do for myself. Kevin Trudeau. That name sounds familiar. Do you remember? He used to have infomercials. And okay. he used to do interviews, right? Uh-huh. And it was like Kevin Trudeau was jailed for 10 years over a weight loss book. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, and here's the problem. A lot of the shit. Now, here's where I, I'm with the conspiracy theorists. So Kevin Trudeau was giving alternate approaches to weight loss and showing people different ways to weight loss. Now, the FDA came out and said, you can't say this. You can't say the word cure. You can't say the word whatever. I forget what it was. And he refused to go with that and still continued to sell his books online and, and on television. Well, they called this bluff and arrested him, had him convicted and thrown in jail for 10 years. And one of the reasons they do this is because the pharmaceutical industry is so powerful. And they make a lot of that money. Off. And the FDA patents that gets the stuff patented and these pharmaceuticals get the shit patented and they're trying to get you to lose weight. And instead, um, they, then they're a syndicate. They, then if you don't, you're not, if you're not telling the line and sharing the story, you get, they'll throw you in jail. Yeah, right. But you. you can provide therapies and you can provide natural therapies and you have to have the statement. This has not been verified by the FDA and but uh, but, you know, they were really riding his ass. And the fact that he was selling it on the infomercial, it was becoming very popular is when they said he's too powerful. We got to get gotta rid of him down. He's going to so, make everybody healthy. How are we going to we can't make money off healthy people? Yeah, man. So, but this is like so Kevin Trudeau was one of those guys. But I'm I'm <laughs> all for so I think nature has a solution to nature. every element that we have. I Dude, believe that. A hundred percent. That's what the so human like, body's made for. It's made to do these things but then you, you know, got yeah you know i'll wind up dying tomorrow because i ate tree bark something like that you know <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll show you <laughs> but anyway it's like Good but stuff, it's like man. yeah so that's a, that i love the natural cures my mom has a whole library i inherited it it's sitting mm. right over there in my bookcase of so the there's books. a lot of different stuff. Yeah, there's lots of stuff. But, you know, a lot of simple solutions. Like my, you know, my daughter had some stains in one of her white pants, you know, because of, uh, she's a woman. And it's like, and but it's her cosplay. And the wash wouldn't get the blood stains out. So Those I used like, soda? I used baking soda. Oh, it's baking you know? soda. I and, it was um, soda. and it took care of the, it took care of the deal. Right. So it's like. Uh, but there are lots know. of different things that uh, to know, you know. Yeah, it's like you know, you know, people that 
uh, the the some of those simple cures that you that you need to know. It's like, for example, sometimes I sleep at night. All of a sudden, my sinuses clog up, my nose clogs up, and I can't fucking breathe through my nose, right? And it's yeah. like I'm breathing through my mouth. I'll wake up and go, "Oh shit!" You know, my nose is clogged up. A mouth lot of breather. that is from dust. Yeah. What's in dust? Dust mites. Dust mites are like they get in your nose, and all of a sudden your nose is is acting as allergic, and it starts to inflame, and it blocks that off. Saline. Saline. Go in and get that ocean spray or that saline spray. Spray it in your nose. Get it up in there. Blow your nose. Clean it out. Within 15 minutes, your nose opens right up. And a lot of people say, oh, you can do this flacosazone or, you know, fluconazole or neosinephrine, which is very addictive, yes. bad for you. Yes. And, um, you know, it'll open your nose in three minutes. But uh, if you wait five to 15 minutes, saline does it totally natural. And it's like and you'll find yourself breathing. Oh, man, if it's really good breathing rather than having that fucking chemical feel. All in up your in your factories. Yeah. yeah, man. Not good. Ugh. And plus neosinephrine and all that kind of stuff has a also has a uh, an amphetamine sort of like, uh, you know, side effect. Yeah, but they make sleep. you okay. <laughs> all jittery and shit. No way. Or or Benadryl and Benadryl will make you really tired. The make next you day. tired the next day. You wake up the next day. Like, oh, fuck. I can't get Oh, I can't even go to work today. I'm just too tired. Feel like you ate some bunch of edibles. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> but, you know, stay. Stay vigilant, like, like be aware, get your information, try to, you know, it's hard. You got to really do your work to separate the truth from the bullshit. It's, like, it's sad. You got to like, look at, you got to, when you open an article, you got to see if it was a paid article or, you yeah, know, or exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. That's a good first step. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like, and the, oh, there's a study. Who is the study funded by? Oh, big tobacco. Am I going to believe it? Yeah. You no. Know? You know, it's like uh, so. It's like then you gotta you gotta wonder where the where the source is. So. Yeah, and then they like to resurface. They'll they'll, they'll take articles that are from like a couple years ago, and then they'll resurface it, but they'll change the headline and make you think like something else, like something it's recently is happening. Yeah, I fucking hate when they do that because they, they they and they get me, man. They get me every time. I click on it. I start reading. I'm like, wait a minute, this is from 2016. Get out of here. You know, and it's like, it's true. You got to really check shit out. Like, like one of the things I know, here's the deal. If you study journalism at all, you go to the, the schools of journalism, like at Syracuse and there's other schools that are journalism. They teach what's called legacy journalism. Legacy journalism is where you need two independent sources. Yeah, you're saying that shit to Musk. Or a story gets published. Uh. And if you don't do that, then... Then that's like, you know, like Elon Musk was like, hey, uh, you know, uh, you know, I don't know anybody still watches legacy media or reads legacy me media. They released a story that was already on X three days before. And it's like, well, one reason is CNN fired two journalists who miss uh, basically, you know, didn't tell the truth about something Trump did. And they were fired the next day, fired, not put on suspension, fucking fired because the 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 outfit the legacy journalism outfit relies on its two sources rule in order to at least do the best they can to provide the truth or the real information based on two sources that are independent of the news organization that's going to give you your the best bet now they're so they're accountable to that and so are the journalists and that the journalists misreport they get fired. 
at CNN, at the New York Times, at the Washington Post. But you have Twitter or X, you know, because mm. if you take out a leg of that X, it's Y. <laughs> ah, good one, Jerry. Good but Elon, one. Elon Musk good is one, like bro. Elon Musk owns it, so he's not accountable to anybody. Oh no. And that's a problem. That's a danger. It's uh, like it was on Twitter, it was on X before three days before. You also say all Jews should die, and you leave that shit up. So it's like um, you know, it's uh, yes, yes. what is yes, the uh right. the uh, the the hope? There's still hope in the air. There's still um, hope in the air. Financers of uh, of um, may uh, seize the property. Uh, I just read this. Oh, where, where are you talking about Twitter? Yeah. Oh, they want to take Twitter back. Um, yeah, some of the uh, financers of what I was finding, the people who financed Elon Musk. Mm. Um. Uh, may uh, because the platform has lost so much money. <laughs> For real, man. Woo. May seize platform. So I don't know if this is no. It was on Yahoo Finance. It was on um, uh, Reuters. Uh, so uh, those are legit sources. I wonder. If people. A lot of people started selling their Twitter stock. Um, well, there's no stock in Twitter. It's it's a p- private company. I thought there was. I thought I. I thought I had had. What's that? What did I have done? I thought I. Oh. It used to be. It used to be public. Oh, okay. But when he bought it, but for he, oh, billion, he, he, he took he it private. It. Oh. So then, what happened to the people that had the stock? Then did they get? They get. Uh, they get paid out or shit. Or they just get, is it washed? No, and I, and to be honest with you, I don't know. I've got to hear more whether or not this is actually a legit. Mm. There's actually a video of uh, of Elon Musk dancing, and he dances just like Trump. <laughs> That's funny. He said, and he says, uh, he says he might put uh, Twitter behind a pay, paywall. He's already doing that now if you want to be yeah. like, if yeah. you uh, want to be the blue check and Dude, you want to be I able think- to. Yeah, I think Jack Dorsey is just sitting there waiting for it to be seized, you know, <laughs> by the original lenders. I don't know if that's actually a true story or not, <laughs> but if they seize the company, and I don't think it's going to happen. I think you know Musk will come up with other lenders to buy out the loan or oh, whatever. Yeah. Um, but if uh, if that happened, Mike, if that happened and the, that company was ceased to exist or seized. Mm-hmm. If that happened, you know, Jack Dorsey is sitting there going, Blue Sky is now open. <laughs> right? That'd really be Blue Sky would really be lit. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, that was quite a podcast. It Talk about a, Yeah, man. You even did a filibuster. <laughs> you know, go back and listen to that. You're like, holy shit, this guy doesn't shut up. <laughs> Vegas next week, man. I'm excited. I can't wait. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Doing the two day comedy workshop. That's going to be intense. It's going to be a lot of good writing. We're going to learn a lot of shit. This is going to be some cool tools. Write some more jokes. You'll write some more jokes you can put in your act too. Oh. Hey, did you ever try that story joke you tried on the in the class? Uh, the one about the DUI. Yeah, I did. I did it on. I did it uh Monday night, but I didn't. I didn't like memorize it all the way, or didn't, I didn't own it. So I kind of hit some of the stuff. So I got 
I got some like oh some chuckles and all that stuff like that. But I get I did get some laughs off a, a joke I wrote about uh the whole Tupac thing about the them finding out the killer of Tupac or the dude who was responsible for the shooting of Tupac and provided the, way- the weapon. Yeah, and and then started talking about it in Vlad, and then uh, then he wrote about it in his book. When I heard about that, I was like, "Oh no, he did it!" So I'm all like, "And guess what the name of that chapter was?" And is if I shot Pac, and everyone starts laughing because it's like it's a pulp playoff. Like if I if I shot him with OJ and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. If I yeah. if I ki- if I killed my wife, Life, yeah. <laughs> if I say if, then I can basically say I did it. Right, right. <laughs> or I can yeah. say how I did it. <laughs> and you know, there's an old science there behind that. It's like about uh, the the psychology behind it is that human beings can't keep a secret. Yeah, we have to tell somebody. And the thing about it is, he's the only one that's still alive. That's part like that was part of the whole thing of like the the slaying of Pac. He's oh, the wow. only, one, only that's one that's still alive. alive. Only one that's still alive. He and from what uh, Vlad was saying, he was saying that he probably the reason why he was thinking that he was doing all this was he didn't think he was going to be living this long, right? He right. had cancer um, and all this other stuff. But nope, <laughs> people have other other deals. And now there's a conspiracy because he says the the key Duffy dude says that um what you call it, Puffy put a he was the one who put the hit out. So now there's this whole oh, like now now that's being re, that's being resurfaced now because that's always been the thing back in the day was like oh it's probably Puffy it's probably Puffy was responsible for this and that's why Biggie died was for retaliation for Pac, but that could be different now. So it wasn't Jerry Heller. <laughs> <laughs> Who what Jerry Heller? Who's that? Jerry, he's the guy who managed. Oh yeah, that dude. Yeah. That yeah, you were telling me about him. Yes, that's like well, I, when I was like, telling like uh, I told like I told my student, she's like. She was in that world and she's like, oh, she goes, oh, honey, you don't know. And so she was in that world. She used to go to Jerry Heller's house and to talk and to hear him on the phones and stuff like that and talking. She goes, oh, the stuff that she knows that that like and she tells me about and it was like and then she'll say something like, oh, that's such bullshit. And two days later, it happens. And I'm like, what the fuck? <sighs> it's like, yeah, it's like a lot of this world that. We don't know about that. It's there. She was in being part of that world. Like it kind of tainted me now because, you know, I used to think all this great stuff about, oh, show business. Oh, show business. Yay. And there's a lot of shit that happens that it kills the magic, man. You know, that's why my dad was like, hey, dad, how come you don't go to those parties and stuff that these they are always talking about? He goes, son, I go do my job and I come home. That's it. And he said, if I can't make it legit, just doing my work then I don't need to be in this business. And it's like what he was doing is shielding me from a lot of that stuff. There's a lot of shit. I don't know exactly all of it, but there's like, you know, I don't know. You hear even with the child actors and stuff as they get older, you hear about what they've been through and everything. It's uh, the fame monster, man. The fame monster. All right, y'all. I just do my work and I have fun doing it. I don't give a shit about fame. I just want to just make people laugh and do the damn thing. But yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. We'll be 